One of the most common things that people tell us is that their phone is listening to them because suddenly they're served an ad and they were just thinking about it. Is your phone listening or is it programmatic advertising? John and I get into it coming up next. It's the Digital by Serenity podcast, Peace of Mind Marketing Explained. Hello, I'm John Reynolds. I'm owner of Serenity Digital. And I am uh, Chris Bauer, uh, Director of Brand and Content Development for Serenity Digital. And today we're talking about programmatic advertising. Um, Which is, is awesome. It I is love awesome. It. it is uh We're going to get deep into this, but to nutshell, it is a way that marketers can help you reach your customer in really, really specific, really, really, really granular and like really, really budget friendly ways. Yes, absolutely. And I think the reason it gets so granular is because you can, you can dive very deep into data. You can dive very deep into analytics. And it's all about trying to get your message out in front of people by exchanging money for that attention, right? Like we're trying to get it all into a quick little nutshell. And that is the best way to kind of explain it very briefly. But it's a vast ocean of opportunity and people love figuring out what tool they can use or what's available to buy or how they can use the information to kind of get something from it. Right. And it's easy to get lost because there's so much out there. Yes. So let's go through it. Let's talk about data sets first. And then we'll talk about DSPs, which we'll explain. And then we will talk about audiences. And then we're going to get a little more into the depth about like why it, it is budget friendly. And it's a great choice for advertisers because of the capabilities of optimization. So, but I think the, the, the good start of this is to talk about data sets. And I know it's at the front of everybody's mind right now, whether you're a marketer or a digital person or a business owner. I mean, it's all over the news, but the fact is there are data sets that have been created about people like you out there and those can be used for targeting. I think a couple really important things we out there, you know, in the U S these data sets, there's no personal identifying information. They actually have an acronym for it. They call it PII. And Mm -hmm. so if I wanted to target John Reynolds, I couldn't. Is John Reynolds part of an audience of people that I'm trying to reach? Yes. And I can target him that way, but I couldn't, pick his name out and say, hey, digital agency, I want to target guy in Nebraska. Like that capability, <laughs> although it probably exists, you know, uh, it is not is not legal. So what these companies do, and we're going to get, I'm going to let you take this DSP one, but what they do is they build data sets about people. And that tracks your behaviors that you've exhibited online. You know, you're logged into Facebook, you're logged into Google, you do searching, you visit websites. Like there's lots of different factors. You use your credit card and they may collect third, you know, advertising data. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they, they, they put the ones and the twos together. Like I have my phone on me and it's logged into all my Google stuff because I like that. My app mm-hmm. maps. So Google knows where I'm going because of maps and it has at least a top level view of my Gmail and my search history and that type of stuff. Um, so it takes that data set of device ID. It knows this is my phone. And then I log into my laptop, which also has my Google stuff locked in. So it wouldn't tell an advertiser, an agency like John or I, Hey, that's Chris Bauer right there, but it would say, Hey, we're 77% sure the person that hits this laptop and hits this phone is a 
40-something-year-old man that lives in southeast Denver that does that has these patterns and these attributes about him. He likes playing video games because he's watching Twitch during the day or he's searching for uh, Dungeons & Dragons dice because that's what he's into. And what it does is starts building profile. I think it's important to start with this because I think people are leery about their privacy. At no point would an advertiser, an agency, or us know, like, hey, that's Chris Bauer. Mm -hmm. But if I was, let's say, at a hobby store uh, in town and I was like, hey, I'd really like to find people that like Dungeons & Dragons then that data set exists. Like here's a guy who likes recreational gaming, tabletop gaming, and he's of this age bracket and he lives in your geography and I'm part of that audience. And that's the data where he uses. The companies we're talking about that do that are called DSPs. DSP stands for data service provider. It is a platform that we use to create an audience and there's lots of different levers to create audiences. And we go and put our information out onto the web through this data service provider. And it all happens very quickly. But basically what happens is we say, we want to have this message go in front of these type of people. Using the data sets that we just talked about. Using the data sets that we just talked about. And then in real time, somebody is on a website or in an app or on some electronic device, like a computer in front of them. And then, a, a web page loads, an app loads, something loads that there's a placement opportunity for an ad. All of a sudden, your ad gets there because whoever that person is falls into your data set that you're targeting. And it is a bidding process from companies, many companies, thousands of companies like ours, bidding for that placement on that one, oppor- you know, that one page for somebody to view. Mm-hmm. And then they take an action like click or read the message or scroll right past. And we are able to control who we're trying to target as a data set and what we're trying to do with that information once it's in front of them. And how much we pay to get in front of that person, which I think will come important yes. when we talk about optimization. So using our example of the hobby store, um, the DSP, our auction house, our trading center, I, 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 there's a hobby store in my neighborhood and they sell granite 20 sided dice for nerds. And they think that would be a good, <laughs> and they want to reach people with a job that are my age that live geographically near me who have searched for like Dungeons and Dragons. So I would fit into that data set like a glove, right? Mm-hmm. So I open up my computer and I open up a website that has like an ad placement. So behind the scenes at the DSP, when I open the website, the DSP says, hey, that guy that fits this parameter that they put in for the hobby company just opened a website. How much are you willing to pay for that ad at the very top? And if we set it as the marketers to a good level, it will serve that ad. Hey, go check out our new 20-sided die that are like three blocks from your house. And it's cool because that gives – a company like Serenity, John and I control over who sees it. You're not wasting impressions. It's going exactly where it is. We control the cost. And for, uh, you know, it's amazing because it happens in a split second. Mm-hmm. Like by the time one of the, co- the company that John picked for Serenity to use, not only has like a, a lot of parameters for us to pick, but also has like lightning quick speed. So it, it's not like it takes a while. In the time that it took that website to load in your browser, it did everything that we just talked about in the last three minutes mm-hmm. in like a fraction of a millisecond. It realized who I was, 
what I, what data sets I belong to. It looked at what ads were trying to be placed, what data sets they were looking for. Then it made the connection and it figured out the price and it delivered it to my browser all in the time that it took for that website to load, mm-hmm. which is mind blowing. I mean, it's mind blowing, isn't it, John? Mm-hmm. I mean, and we Absolutely. deal with it every time we describe it to somebody. And this is one of the reasons we want to make this podcast. John and I always talk about how mind blowing it is when we're in the tool and we're creating you know, the, these data sets, these audiences, the same synonymous we'll use in an audience is a group of people who have a data set that we built. But when we're building these audiences, it, it's amazing how, how, how quickly, how, how, you know, specifically we can reach like a certain person. Absolutely. And there's all sorts of different things that we can dive into even deeper because, like I said, it is a deep ocean of not just opportunity, but data and there's multiple different DSPs out there too. Yeah. That's the other thing. So when you are bidding on an audience, the data that all of these companies are using and the bids that are happening, you know, in milliseconds, like it's happening constantly, constantly, constantly. And it's just this machine that groans. And there's just so much in like the targeting world that gets all sorts of people excited and it's hard. It's overwhelming. It's something that you all of a sudden are just like, well, I only care about this one thing. (laughs) You, It's very easy to just have to say, okay, this is where I want to focus and this is what I want to do. But to your point earlier, that's what's exciting about it is you don't have to throw spaghetti against the wall. If you know who your audience is or who's going to move because of a certain message, you put that in you put that information out there and you have the ability to to throttle how much money you're throwing at the wall who it's going towards and what and then you can make real time decisions too it's not like you know i don't mean to throw traditional media under the bus because it is a tool that's right for a certain job but for smaller businesses every penny counts and mm. so when you are trying to get a message to the right person you're able to watch that in real time, take some opportunity to test some things out, see if it works, and then stop it all of a sudden and then try something new. I like to equate it to shopping for an audience. You know, that's interesting. Nice segue. Like we talked about uh, one of the biggest differences. And, you know, you had mentioned small businesses, big businesses use this too because of this with programmatic media as opposed to traditional media. And even, you know, opposed to like maybe the sandboxes you play in with social media, when you buy programmatically, you're buying an audience, not a platform, which is a huge difference. Like if you buy a, a radio station, television station, you are buying that TV station and all the people that come along with it or a mm-hmm. billboard and you buy the billboard. It's great, but you buy the billboard, not the people that are driving in their car to get it. Mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest hangups with this is that with the programmatic stuff, you're buying an audience. Like if you wanted to equate it to like a, a real world example, and this may be a stretch, so strike me down if this is wrong. But if I could buy a programmatic <laughs> billboard, but I only want it to reach homeowners that are 35 years old and men and make this amount of money. Mm-hmm. So when everybody's driving down the street, the billboard would only turn on for those people. That's what this programmatic media is like. It won't Absolutely. show it to my 13-year-old daughter. It will only show it to me because I fit the criteria. And I think sometimes it's hard because people say, well, where is my ad going to show up and there's a lot you know we could with this programmatic targeting we're talking about you can do typical display ads but we can do video and audio too and that's the answer it's the audience not the platform it's wherever they happen to be 
That's mm-hmm. the beauty of these DSPs and this thing. I don't know where people like me are consuming content on the Internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have an idea. Maybe they're like me, but maybe they're not. I don't know. What is your customer? Where are they? We don't really know. This mm-hmm. is a way of knowing a little more because you're targeting that customer and it doesn't matter where they are because we have right. because of the, the programmatic advertising, like you can target wherever they happen to be within, you know, and then to the point, And I think I want I want you I want to start the motor and get you on this optimization thing. You know, <laughs> another advantage of this and this leads to optimization. But, it, yes, we reach them where they are. But as as a, as a business who's using this, maybe you have something that's family friendly. Maybe you have certain parameters. You don't want your business to be represented here or in conjunction with this type of content or on this type of website like this type of bad buying for us gives us the capability to not only show in all the places that we want, but also, hey, I don't want to be on an adult site. We can make that happen. Or Mm -hmm. I don't want to be on this type of business site, and we can make that happen. I don't want to be on this news, this type of thing. I don't want to be in this type of app. So it gives us as marketers and business owners a a good control by the audience and also you know, displaying it in places that they're going to see it. Mm -hmm. And I think the big hook on this, and I know it's your passion point, like – there's room to experiment, to optimize and pivot with programmatic media. Absolutely. And yes, it does excite me. I know. You've been <laughs> waiting thing, for the whole I have day. been chomping at the bit, man. Like optimization and taking chances with different audience segments and how they're going to see it and what they're going to see is one of the greatest parts of this tool. I mean, look, to step back real quick. You and I came from the traditional radio world where it was. You are buying this entire audience. Anyone who listens to the station is going to get your message, which there is a good opportunity for business there. However, I always liked to, even in those days, say, okay, well, not everybody is your audience, right? Maybe somebody who is this age range or this uh this level of homeowner isn't is going to be listening, but they're not your right person. What I love about digital is that you can say, OK, I want to have this audience and I want to put this message in front of them. You can then also say maybe a subsect of this audience might take a different message. So back to your dice opportunity, right? Male homeowner interested in D&D ready to buy dice, Right. Get them a message that says 20% off of the dice or whatever you think is going to move them to walk down the street to go and and buy it. But then have another message in there being like, you know, maybe maybe there's a subsect of people that are dice buyers that are playing a different type of a game that need a bag of 50 different D6s, right? We can say, okay, maybe there is a specific person in this group that is truly your audience that might want a different message, not just by the D20, but specials on this specific game. And then you can have different A-B testing of messages. You can buy that audience in a different way without actually specifying any of those things. Maybe people who are male homeowners that like D&D are also in a different group altogether, and you can buy just based on that that group or that audience and then have a message go out there. And you can have... Like you can sprinkle multiple messages on in affordable ways to see who's going to take action. 
yeah. then as you're watching the the analytics, you can make real time changes. You can say, okay, I want to get rid of this audience. I want to try a different audience here. I want to try a new message here. I want to only hit people on cell phones. I want to hit only people on desktops. I want to hit only people with this video message. Like it gets really crazy really fast. But if you know the tool and you know how to do it, you can have you can have fun and you can get what you want done. You know, to take it further using the data and, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back in marketing, but it gives us new filters to look at situations. So let's use the dice example. Mm-hmm. And let's say we're focusing on, you know, and this is, let's just say it's men between 20 and 60 for whatever reason, right? <laughs> and, uh, we notice through data that a lot of 30, 35, 40 year olds are clicking buying multiple sets of dice mm-hmm. because they're buying them online and we have it all connected because digital markers can do it. A marketer might look at that and say, well, if they're buying multiple dice, they're buying for their kids or they're buying for gift. And there's another opportunity. Maybe our next set of ads come out and say, hey, it's the holidays. You have a family D&D game. It's your kid like D&D here. These two get father daughter dice sets. Or I mean, there's you, you take the data from the digital marketing and then you layer like a a marketing lens upon it. Like we mm-hmm. try to do, and you're right. To your point, maybe we discover another new audience. Hey, we thought it was going to be young people playing it, but it turns out there's a lot of parents that are playing with kids. Maybe that's a whole other focus. Let's take a little bit of this and do – maybe we have a family D&D night at our game store, or maybe we do sell sets for families. You know, like mm-hmm. the, the cool thing is this type of targetability, granularity – gives you also like really good data back on who in these target sets, these data sets, these audiences are reacting. And it lets you really hone and discover new opportunity that maybe you didn't know you had, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in the online world. You don't have a front door of your business, maybe where people were walking in and you get to meet all your customers. They're all just email addresses ordered online. It gives you an opportunity to have a snapshot on Who's buying your product? And, you know, and then you, you can hone your marketing. And, you know, I, I think we talk about pivoting. You talk about spicing up and changing. Um, there's also opportunity. Look, it, it, everybody says it. Every marketer in every discipline, from billboards to mailers to digital marketing, everybody said if, if I knew how to make marketing work 100% of the time with Silver Bullet, I would be a billionaire and I'd be the only company out there. So there's no sure thing even in digital. But when you do this, it gives you more information. And I think this is one of our favorite things. It's the ability to look at data in a campaign as it's on and then make decisions to make it better. Absolutely. And that's something that, you know, whether you're doing it yourself, whether you're hiring us or whether you're hiring another company, you have to set time aside to look at what is what is going on with what we're doing. What information am I looking at and how do I use this to then better whatever the future holds for my my digital targeting? And the right partnership will be focused on that even more aggressively than you want to be focused on it because it helps to know who you're targeting, what you're targeting, how you're targeting, and then what other opportunity is out there and how you can go about it. Uh, you know, a great story about this is like, look, you can't target Chris or I very specifically. But if you say, I really love, you know, dads that have younger kids and you, you build out a subset of that and you're like, Oh, look, there's 75,000 of them here in this area. And there's over 1.5 million available impressions to purchase. All of a sudden you have this very sort of small pond that you can kind of dip in and go after. How many of these different 
groups can you buy with different messages? And then all of a sudden you have your little fishing pole in all these different ponds trying trying things and grabbing fish out. Yeah, like that's, that's, great. Now, that's, where that's what I love. You know, yeah. and I think that's a great analogy that, uh, you know, the fishing ponds, this type of advertising that's you pick a pond. Hey, this is a pond where I think I'm going to catch fish. And then you try. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't bite. And this gives us the ability to say, hey, look, there's a pond right next to it. Maybe let's dip the fishing line there. Or let's take two fishing lines and put them in both. And let's mm-hmm. see what makes more fish. And then let's double down on the one that works. Like, I think, you know, find yourself somebody who not only understands the tool, because it's what it is. Buying this is a tool. It's all mm-hmm. math at the end of the day. It's math and numbers and all that. And then find somebody else who at least has a nice working knowledge of of, of your business that you trust that has got a little bit of marketing behind their, their name. And if you find somebody like that in your life to help you, I, I think there's great opportunity with programmatic advertising. Mm-hmm. If you, you don't have somebody in your life and you're more interested in that, how do they get a hold of you, Mr. Reynolds? Well, they can form fill on digitalbyserenity.com or mm-hmm. our phone numbers are on there. And you and I are very active on LinkedIn. So, I mean, even a DM through there would be great. Any way you want to get a hold of us, man. I think yeah, we're both there, digitalbyserenity.com. Uh, both of our email addresses are on there. John's cell phone's number on there. And, you know, <laughs> this is something that we're passionate about. Like, so even if you think, uh, look, you know, could I make this work for me? You know, give us a phone call, you know, and we'll help you. We'll tell you yes or no. Or maybe we'll come up with some better ideas. Or maybe we'll all sit down and come up with the best idea we've ever had. We'll have another episode about that coming up. The Digital by Serenity podcast, Peace of Mind Marketing Explained. Give us a like and a subscribe and all the numbers and all the, the stars on the podcast. And we'll talk to you next week.